Hey guys, welcome back to How Come. Today is a very special day. We're sitting here with one of my dear friends from comedy on Ramadan, the first day of Ramadan. Yeah, Ramadan's tomorrow. No. Yeah, so I'm getting... What? My calendar's lying to me. Well, the thing is, even amongst Muslims, we, we have uh, debates as to when Ramadan starts. So, because it's all about, it's all based on the moon sighting. You know, so uh, huh. so calendars are they're only going to be within you know a day or two. So, and then us as communities also, some people start different days. And Damn it! I'm starting tomorrow. I didn't yeah. eat out of solidarity. <laughs> really? Well, it's also <laughs> not even one. So sundown. So tomorrow will be the first the first day. So at five thirty a.m. We'll stop eating and drinking, and then we'll be able to eat again around eight p.m. Eat and drink again around 8 p.m. Right, so yeah. we wouldn't be able to eat right now. Right now, if today if, was Ramadan. If today was Ramadan. Yeah, if today was. Yeah, Which yeah, it is for not. sure. Okay, so I'll redo my intro. <laughs> no, it's a good intro. No, I like it. I like getting that into the... That was informative. Yeah, that was informative. Our we, calendars we are liars. We move on. You guys, he's a stand-up comedian who you've not only seen on Late Night with Stephen Colbert, but he also now has his own 10-episode comedy series on Hulu called Rami, and he has an HBO special coming out in June. You guys, give it up for Rami Youssef. Oh, that's a great woo. <laughs> How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can do it by myself. I wanna just. I miss being in the same room with you. Um, what? Because people would always be like Rami and Remy. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, it's it was, it was cute, right? It's cute. Like little... Somebody give us a series. I know you already have Rami, but Rami and Remy has a real ring to I'm it. In, yeah, I'm in the spinoffs. I spent this whole morning watching your show. Oh, man. I was a little um, surprised to see my screen name <laughs> <laughs> as one of the people bullying you for not being able to masturbate as a child in a chat room. Yeah, so we were doing this chat room scene. <laughs> And I think I messaged you and I, and I said, hey, what was your screen name when you were a kid? Yeah. And then you told me and then I made it um, one of the screen names of my assailants. Yep. You made me say fag. <laughs> I don't say, I mean, and you just made me say it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were, it's funny because we, we were looking at that scene and, and, I think it reads very accurately to what a chat room looked like in totally. 2000. And I was in those chat rooms. I just wasn't bullying people. I was pretending to be a gay guy and having cyber sex with other gay guys. <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's a choice that we didn't take creatively. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But was that a thing that actually happened? Like, were you really getting bullied for being the last person to jack off? No, I mean, you know, we explore that in the show and, and a lot of what we talk about in the show hits on themes of sexuality because it's something mm -hmm. that, you know, doesn't, I mean, I think it's tough for any kid, but then I think um, culturally we didn't talk about it that much. And so feeling left out of the conversation. Mm -hmm. As a Muslim kid. Uh, yeah, as a Muslim kid, also just as a kid that sometimes I would be like, I don't even know if this is because I'm Muslim or it's because I don't have an older brother. You know, mm. if you have like an older sibling who kind of gives you the, the lay of the land, you know, I think it's anyone who has parents that aren't going to talk about those things. So I, I just remember feeling really left out of certain things and not knowing what things were. And mm -hmm. so um, when you already feel like an outsider because of other things and then there's that, uh, that was really what we were capturing with that episode. Totally. So I wasn't really bullied. I remember someone uh, made fun of me online because I, 
I said, yeah, I was like, hey, do you want to come over? And I spelled it C-U-M. And yeah. then this kid, Joey, was like, oh, you don't know what that means, do you? And I was like, what are you talking about? And then he was like, never mind. And then he logged off. And what? I, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, what do I not know? Sounds like he doesn't know either, though. No, he knew. The, Joey he knew, knew everything. Knew. Okay. Yeah, Joey was, he kind of understood the lexicon better than I did. Mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you were uncomfortable with that stuff because you're one of the people that like encouraged me. Do, do you remember this night at the stand? I do. Yeah. You were, you were talking to me about the idea. Yeah. But also, but it was cause I was sitting with Julie, Ricky's yeah. girl, uh, wife now yep. talking about how I was like, I feel like broken and like dysfunctional and stuff. And like, you heard me from like down the bar and you were like, what did you say? And I was like, what? <laughs> and you were like, you feel broken? Why? Like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, um, I can't come. And you were like, you need to work on that. That's like important. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you're right. But it was like the, like a lot of the women that I had been talking to were saying that, but none of the guys, like the guys I were, were like dating kind of, eh. but it was all these women being like, yeah, that's important. Yeah, that's important. I'm like, I don't believe you. And then like, it was like a guy being like, no, you need to nut bro. <laughs> <laughs> And well, I was like, you're so right. I didn't realize that that was, uh, that was something that it was... It was impactful. I didn't, yeah, it didn't hit yeah. me at all. Thanks, friend. Hey, you know, I, I always want everyone to, to get what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. You know, that'd be, that's always a priority. Thanks. Yeah. You have jokes about your parents' sex talk? Yeah. I'm not going to ask you to reiterate the joke <laughs> because that is bad podcast form. <laughs> but basically, it doesn't sound like you had much of one. It's a, it's it's played up a bit in the stand up. I, I actually had mm-hmm. I had some pretty good conversations with my dad about it, um, but but they were so. Um, I, I think my dad is very communicative. He's very open. That's uh, nice. For What's that, like, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Dad. You're getting so much better. We love you. We're obsessed with you. I love our Monday night dinners. And mom, you're great too. And mom, you're wonderful. <laughs> No, I had good talks with my dad, but it was always like, okay, now we're done. Whew. You know, mm. it's not an easy thing to talk about, I think, with any, you know, you don't want to talk about that stuff with your parents. Well, because I feel like you don't want to talk about it because then like you're picturing it. And I mean, like yeah. both of you, like they're picturing you doing stuff and you're picturing them doing stuff. Yeah. And like no one wants to do that, yeah. which is what I'm suffering from right now. Because like since watching your series this morning, like your parents' characters fuck. And now I feel like I've like invaded your home life. (laughs) That was something that we were really pumped about for the show. I was, I just wanted to see parents do it. You never see parents do it, you know, and let alone Arab parents, you know? And Mm -hmm. so it was really, it was a really fun scene. What do they think of it? We, I mean, it's funny because my parents i think really like the show but there are clearly parts that they don't like yeah and so they kind of just focus on the stuff they like mm-hmm. so you'll be like what do you think of this and they'll go you know what i really liked was in egypt and, and you're like wait, wait, wait what about that thing <laughs> i asked you about they're not you know they're kind of you know they um they're not they're, e- they're not supportive, e- yeah they're not eps on the show yeah. so so they they kind of have accepted that we're gonna disagree on things and um but they're they're proud. Thing is, it's not based on them, and so you know, uh, so much of it I think is easier for them because they watch the show and they see the family that's in the show, right? And they're 
it's pretty clear right off the bat, oh, okay, this isn't us. You know, mm-hmm. my mom hasn't pressured me to get married. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my dad isn't like the dad in the show. So they know they're watching something that's, you know, an alternate reality. Totally. Yeah. And stand-up, too, is the same. They're like, Stand-up's we the know same. we didn't have this conversation. Yeah, this wasn't a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> but but it, it hits, you know, so much of, with the show, with the stand-up, it's always about, like, the, it feeling emotionally correct, you mm-hmm. know? And and so it's it's really about how that emotion sits in a family or in the community, whether it actually plays out that way. doesn't, it's rarely, you know. Yeah. Well, you were saying the community is split on how they view the show, the Muslim well, community. Yeah. I mean, I think on a, on a wide range, mm-hmm. the reactions to the show have been awesome. Yeah. Like you're getting written up everywhere. It's fantastic. Yay, Rami. <laughs> I'm so glad that someone with such a similar name is doing so well. <laughs> Paving the way. For, yeah. For those with similar names. So it's, I guess the, the easiest way to say it is it's a dark comedy about a Muslim family. Um, but what it's really about is it follows my character who is somebody that isn't trying to run away from his faith or his culture. He's not trying to erase it. I think a lot of times we see these stories where it's like, mm. you know, fuck you, mom and dad. You know, I want to, you know, I want to be with Jennifer and uh, <laughs> and I don't believe in all that outdated shit. It's not that. Mm. It's, it's you know, a guy who, um, you know, he feels really religious he feels like it's you know he believes in god and he prays and he fasts he does all these things but then he's also pulled by his desires you know and and he does things that clearly break the rules and Mm -hmm. that's how i've always felt where it's there's what i believe and then there's what i actually do yeah and so it's not co-signing the behavior it's not saying oh this is a good thing actually a lot of what the show is about is guilt you know and how we operate with the obligations that we have to our family our faith our culture and where that takes us and the the holes we go in to uh you know as we're trying to absolve that guilt or as we get pulled further by our desires and it's the kind of story that I was really excited to tell for a while mm-hmm. and you know I you know I made the show with Gerard uh Carmichael who you know we both met like years ago and we're like oh wait we both you know kind of have similar feelings on this we the way we talk about god and yeah we don't want it to be this thing where it's like heaven uh, like angels in heaven mm-hmm. or like the priest that does coke yeah. you know it's not yeah. there's no trope it's just it's just a guy that everybody knows right you know i think people know this guy you totally. know it's just somebody that you grew up with or maybe you feel a little similar to him and you're watching him fuck up it's interesting while i'm watching it because i'll go back and forth being like come on, Rami, like, just be yourself, like, do whatever you want to do. And then I'll go back and I'll be like, come on, Rami, just be a good Muslim boy. Like, make your parents happy. <laughs> like, I'm like, my emotional ties are like pulled. And so you really yeah. feel like the struggle of the character. Yeah. And I think, I think that's something that it's been really cool to see people connect with because this is an American story, right? It's mm-hmm. like, this is an immigrant experience, but this is, I think, something that a lot of us go through regardless. And and so it's it's really, um, it's exciting seeing him kind of pulled internally because it, a little bit is about making his parents happy, but it's also really like his own, his own, his own moral compass, yeah. you know, and his own understanding of when he's in the wrong and mm-hmm. and wanting to be good. And, and so um, it's been really fun to play with that space. Totally. Did you hold on to your V card for a long time because of that? Yeah, yeah, I did for a while. And then I took like an acting class. 
what do you mean? <laughs> so I took one of those acting classes that was like, Touch open everyone. up your emotions. <laughs> you know, what are you doing? Open it. Yeah, I, I, and I talk about this in the show, but it's interesting because it, it's, um, sex complicates things. Mm. It really, it really like, and I, and I, you know, there's something about doing it with the person that you have more invested in mm-hmm. <laughs> that I think is right. And, and that I think, yeah. and, and I think, you know, the idea of waiting until you're married, it's, it's tough because of how we view marriage, right? Like the way marriage is set up is mm-hmm. it's marriage is this whole thing. You know, it's this like, it's a production. It's like a fuck. it's a Hollywood fucking production. And then there's this stigma around divorce and there's, and I'm not saying that people should just get married to have sex, but I think that marriage is an agreement with people yeah. who have values okay. and, and that there's, you know, you, I, I think we could reach those things with people in, 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 in easier ways uh, than we kind of have it set up now. It's, it seems like this really daunting thing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that that's how it has to be. Um, but I, I think that, yeah, I, I waited for a while mm-hmm. um, and I continually am like, oh, I don't know if this is, I, I don't know if this is how I, definitely the casual thing is really tough. I was mm-hmm. telling you about the, uh, the, the Instagram DM I got. Yeah. <laughs> no, Truly. I just got a message <laughs> yesterday that was like, you know, do you want to, hey, we uh, think you're really funny. We're in New York. We know you're in New York. Do you want to have a threesome? And I was like. No, I don't. <laughs> I just don't. I don't know if that's the right thing. I mean, to do. in my one experience in a threesome, it was not fun. I and it's because I wasn't invested in both people. I think you have to be invested in everyone involved. <laughs> There's got to be a yeah, level. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's hard to be invested in one person. I mean, exactly. You can be invested in two. Uh, it's overwhelming, but thank you for the DMs. I mean, truly, <laughs> keep sliding. Truly, um, you know, appreciate it. It's good um, for confidence. But yeah, it, it's um, there. There is this element of you know. I, I think that you go really deep with a person, obviously, <laughs> but <laughs> it, you want to know what you're getting into. I think, and I think there should be like a thoughtfulness. Yeah, and, and so a level of trust so that you can like communicate and actually have good sex well there's also stakes right it's like sex is you, you, the point kind of is the kid thing you know i mean like that's like yeah. a thing <laughs> like you know what i mean like that could happen at any point i mean if you're having intercourse of, yes you regardless could. of any precaution i yeah. mean it's everyone's heard the birth control and condom and mm-hmm. somehow we got like it's not always going to happen but it happens and yeah. so you kind of want to know well, yeah I think you want to know but that's that's for me you know I mean I think other people kind of go at it from different ways Th- those are that's that's that fits my rhythm you know totally I mean if somebody did end up getting pregnant would you be like very upset to have to terminate or would you well, it's not my choice, okay. right? Yeah. That's like, that's first off, you know, um, it would be her choice. I would be ready. I'd be like, let's do it. You know, let's have the kid. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'd be like, let's have a kid. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I'm 28. Oh, Rami. That'd be so cute. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. You know, but that's why it's like, okay, well you want to, you don't want to be doing it with someone that you wouldn't want to have a kid with. You know, that's the, that's like something our mom always said to me. She's like, yeah, you can start having sex whenever you're ready to have a kid. And I was like, well, wait, what? Like, I don't, I'd still not be having sex. I don't think 
Like I lo- like kids are great, but I don't think you want me taking care of one. Um, I think you would step up and be a great mom, actually. Thanks for oh. Should I think we both I think you kid? would. I think you'd have <laughs> like have a kids gear with kick really in. similar names. Name it Romy. Romy. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, another thing I think is really important and interesting about the show is that like your coming of age story happens at a really important time like in American life, which was like 2001, 9-11 year. Yeah, that episode, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's like all of your flashbacks go back to like that year, which is like I remember where I was that day and like I never thought of it from the perspective of a kid in a Muslim family who's yeah. like, shit, now we're going to get blamed for so much stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the blame, but then it's also the you know, fearing yourself, Mm. you know, and and, uh, this is something I would talk about a bunch where, you know, the name of one of the World Trade Center bombers was Ramzi Youssef. No way. This is like almost my name. Yeah. And so you start to wonder, oh, like, is this, is this all of us? They're saying it is, Mm -hmm. is it? And then, you know, you're at an age where your parents are the people who set the rules and tell you to clean your room and so there's an angst already and then you're like are they in on us yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's uh what's going on here these uh people who make you come home at a certain time and (laughs) you know are they part of this shit and you know it's it's just fear it's that it's that internalized fear Mm -hmm. and that's where being in an environment that you stick out a little bit starts to um starts to get to you and then and then you push past it and, and quite the opposite happens where you actually become proud of who you are mm-hmm. uh, at least that's what happened for me you know were you guilty when you were masturbating as a kid i'm guilty when i masturbate now really <laughs> yeah i'm like oh my i'm God. like but like to not like it's not that i don't you know i could enjoy it but i'm always like man I, there's all this other shit i should be doing you know it's i mean there's yeah. there's the level of it too where mm-hmm. you i mean i feel you know, boxers don't do it before a match, you know, like for a reason, mm. like I think there's a reason they're kind of like, okay, I need to, there's like a life force here. Okay. So I, I don't want to do it. I never want to do it too much. You know, well, there's like a thing in Tantra that says that men should come as little as possible. As little as possible. Yeah. And that's Tantra. Yeah. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's, it's like, it's so, it makes sense. Yeah. I, look, it's, 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 and, and I'm all for like, again, I told you figure out how to, you know, mm-hmm. cause I think you just cause you should know what that feels like and totally. it doesn't, but it doesn't mean that that's and the you space right. you should always live in. <laughs> right? No, for sure. Because you need to know. But then once you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, what am I going to do with this? You know, and, 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 you know, is this really what I want to make my life revolve around? And it's so powerful that your life could revolve around it so easily. And, and it really is important to, to have that not be the, you know, the center of everything. And I think as a dude, it's so easy for it to go that way and go down yeah. that way, which is why, you know, it's, yeah, that's why that's where the like whatever level of abstinence you can bring to something like that, you know, just from certain things. I think it, it it's it's there for a reason. I always think about this of like how, you know, humans were the only ones, you know, creature wise who we have like a desire and then we're able to mm, we're able dolphins. to we're able to like kind of in, like love banging. They love banging, but and can they, they stop themselves from banging? That's the thing. I so I don't think they can. I think mm. we're the only ones who have a desire and we're like, no, 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 let me hold off. 
all the other animals are kind of like they might strategize but so once they see they can go this. in once we they see they can go in for their mm-hmm. their kill you mm-hmm. know like okay i can do this thing or I, i'm hungry i'm gonna eat like if they have it in front of them you know they have their like mechanics but we're the only ones who could like actively abstain yeah you know like there's no animal that's gonna be like yeah i'm not gonna have sex for four months we're like the if they get the who, chance like, decide to be monogamous right too I but the, so well. there's something about like that that like ability to not do something mm-hmm. where you're almost like okay well if that's a feature it then probably means we should feature. use you know, there's probably something satisfying to that feature mm-hmm. you know there's a reason it's built in there's there's something about that that uh is part of us feeling satisfied mm-hmm. there's a level of satisfaction to not doing something sure. you know and 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 that doesn't mean you're always not doing something but it's kind of important to keep that in mind because everyone's always like oh just do what you feel man like free will and all this stuff and, and that and that but if you're constantly doing what you feel you're that doesn't end well you know yeah. you know or you need to be like really really hyper aware to know that something you're feeling is to not do something you know sure yeah yeah balance is good though and you got messed up mm-hmm. with those women's multivitamins yeah did. they're so delicious though <laughs> you od'd on them i don't want to like blow up the whole show yeah you don't want to give the plot yeah because like i love it and i want everyone to watch it and we go watch it too how do you talk about it as vague as possible let's get real broad in themes real broad in themes um people fetishizing people during sex oh sure yeah yeah there's a scene that's like very off-putting yeah um but i i think it'll appear appeal to a lot of people because a similar thing has happened well there's 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 a scene where you know it's based off of i was dating someone it doesn't happen to me in the show but it was based off of like I, I went on a couple of dates with somebody who i could tell she was just into that i was muslim you know she and we kept going to like middle eastern restaurants she's like is this authentic is this good you know mm. <laughs> i was, became a like a, a real real life yelp uh yeah associate, you know? <laughs> tried the muslim was good yeah yeah. (laughs) does that do you feel like that happens a lot um not a lot but it's i mean but i think it happens to women for sure i I wouldn't say as a guy that that's something that i'm dealing with all the time hold on there's there's children children. yeah result of sex (laughs) (laughs) direct that's been like on a lot of episodes recently it's like children screaming in the background i like it it's a reminder Mm-hmm. Don't that's, that's do where it. This leads. Don't have sex. <laughs> Just masturbate because that never results in a baby. I've tried and it never results in a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Not one time. Um, do you remember the first time you came or tried jacking off? <laughs> um, I don't know if I do. No? I'm trying to think. I was, I think it was a wet dream. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty. Yeah common as a kid for you boys. wake up and you're like this isn't pee yeah <laughs> but then do you have like a moment of like oh i should try and achieve this pee again or like when was y- your first intentional orgasm then um must have been probably around that time too i'm trying to think i just remember i remember seeing porn way too soon that that definitely like I just felt like I don't know that we were supposed to see porn when we did. Like, was it shown to you from like a friend? No, I remember a buddy. I remember like it being in a buddy's place for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I remember seeing it on a computer, and it's just 
I think back now and I'm like, oh my God, I was 13 or something. That's, mm. it's like too much. And and I'm curious what, what it's done to us. You know, I'm sure there's people. Especially the type of porn that existed at the time. Like now there's a lot of great porn that you can see that's not going to scar you for life. Right. But I feel like the stuff that we were being shown. Was, oh, it was crazy. Was crazy. It was like violent. Like yeah. I remember seeing, I remember seeing like a horse in a porno. Exactly. Right? Mr. Hands. Wasn't that like a thing? It was a thing. Like literally somebody I was hooking up with in college held my head and made me watch that video because I had avoided it. What? Yeah. Ugh. Who's that person? That's horrible guy. That's, are you okay? I'm okay. That, I was just like, ugh. That's kind of like the two girls, one cup kind of thing. I never, I have still avoided that one. Yeah. Have you seen it? Yeah, yeah. Ew. Yeah. Are those like considered porn though? Yeah, yeah. Those some, are, some like, people weird internet sensations. Those but it's are... ultimately porn. No, I don't. No, I think that's porn. Ick. Yeah, a weird internet sensation is like it's an American Idol video. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like William Hung. <laughs> yeah, William Hung. You know, uh, Gangnam Style. Paul those are, Potts. Those are all inter- internet sensations. Two girls, Fair. one. Two cup girls, one cup is porn. That's porn. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I felt like a lot of the porn that we watched too was like in a group. It wasn't like to like enjoy yourself. And there's also there's a a really cute meme going around the internet that we should post because a lot of people have sent it to us. Um, and it's like the images and sex that you that they don't show you in porn. And it's like cuddling and kissing and uh-huh. like all this stuff. And like it's really cute. Uh-huh. And like if we had been seeing more of that stuff, I don't think we'd be like, "Gah, sex." Yeah, I, I just wish I hadn't seen any of it, though. I yeah. I should have waited till, you know, much later. When so. would have been the right time? Probably 23. Yeah. Maybe I would have finished college. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have a degree before you can see porn. <laughs> so I just look at how society would flourish. If we were like, you go, everyone can watch porn once done. you could graduate I don't college. know, though, because I feel like I've gotten more done since... <clears throat> having orgasms sure. like before I used to but just like can, sit around angry without and porn you know what I mean like totally. there's, there's a, that's that's it you don't like tying porn and doing that is really dangerous tying too. porn to orgasms yeah yeah to being like that's the only way that's yeah. that's the yeah 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 that's the thing it's almost like you know you don't have to eat, you cook at home you know you don't have to order out every time mm-hmm. <laughs> like, not that that's yeah, what yeah, yeah. you know but it, it, it yeah there's we don't yeah it's a lot but I th- and, you know effective i think we just it's, wait. Eff- <laughs> it's effective <laughs> i would i would say porn is effective <laughs> <laughs> i don't watch it anymore but um i did for a while yeah and then i got to a point where i was like i don't think this is yeah it's this is fucking with my brain a little bit really i feel like a lot of guys have said that lately that they're like addicted to porn. i guess i don't feel well because we don't have moderate you know we just go um I don't know. I don't know what it's. I don't know if it's different for men and women. I, but I know for me and other mm-hmm. people I've talked to, we we it gets to a place where yeah, it just gets weird. Like, do you ever had or did you when you were still watching porn have like porn dreams? Like, did it like leak into your subconscious? Um, no, 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 that didn't happen to me. That would fuck me up. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're getting into a white van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you also have a friend on the show who's based on your real life friend who has muscular dystrophy. Yeah. 
Of He's course. great. Steve's amazing. But yeah, we had an episode on sex and disability and how difficult that can be. Uh. Um, have you ever assisted your friend? Oh, in sex? No. No. I haven't. I've assisted him with pretty much everything else. Yeah. But he... He does. He does very well for himself <laughs> in that department. In the fucking department. Yeah, I mean, he has a very loving girlfriend that he's had for a couple of years. That's awesome. But he's like always, you know, he's always had some good relationships, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's such an amazing person, and, and it's, so it's it's not hard. It's it's, yeah. it's it's like so. It's so much easier than you would think, is what it is actually. Sure. For you know, I mean, there's obviously logistics, but yeah, he. Uh, charming guy yeah i think it may be different for guys than girls yeah yeah one of the women we had on the episode was saying that she was like like every sexual encounter for her was like pretty scary because like she's at like the mercy of the person that's going to be like lifting her um can't run away if something goes down there is less of a risk with a woman or if you just get to know the person but it's like that same laying the groundwork of like we're gonna have like this level of trust before we enter into like a sexual relationship yeah yeah um but i don't want to discourage casual sex because i think some people have better casual sex than they do with people that they actually know yeah yeah i don't i don't either i mean i i'm yeah, this is just stuff I just think. for yeah. Yeah, yeah. And for me too, like I wasn't good at any casual sex ever. Like I'd get too in my head or like oxytocin would take hold and I just like fall in love. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just falling in love and shit and uh yeah, you have to do what's right for you. You have to do what's right for your like specific makeup and like what won't leave you guilty in the morning. Mm. Like what one of the things that I like about your stand up is you talk about always fucking with a condom because you're like <laughs> it doesn't feel better to like worry. Yeah, yeah. Like it feels you it think feels, it physically it feels, feels better but in my head it feels better that I know you're not going to be pregnant tomorrow. Yeah, condoms feel better on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just Oh yeah. Just, I don't have to worry. <laughs> That's so true. Like the mental comfortability is so much of sex yeah like we've said that before yeah like prep sex basically mm-hmm. like whether it's like you're on the pill or setting the scene like you just want to be in the moment and not worrying about something else during it totally yeah and i think you know the reason why it's in we you know we have a lot of uh scenes with sex in the show mm-hmm. and and so we're talking a bit about backtracking a little we're talking about the um perception of it in the community right Mm -hmm. and so we're looking at it's something that doesn't get talked about all the time in the muslim community and um opening it up i think it it all the scenes in the show lead to really important character moments Mm -hmm. so it's not sex for the sake of sex it's more what is this going to tell us about these people and what is it going to open up and how can we get to a place that otherwise would have been kind of a sensitive tightrope to get to, but because we're able to be this vulnerable, uh, what does it tell us, you know, about how we feel about the character and how we feel about the moment? And so I think it's interesting because people, I would say in a broader audience, you know, who are comfortable with discussing sex kind of watch a show and they're like, man, this guy's praying all the time. It's like a really religious show. Yeah. And then people who are in a more conservative place or a more religious space watch and they're like, oh man, why is this dude only having sex? Yeah. You know, so I think you kind of come at it from different 
points of view depending on totally. what it is that you don't discuss in your life. Yeah. You know, and so it's it's it says a lot about the viewer, which is really cool, you know. Um not that, you know, this is a perfectly executed piece of art, you know, and, and it's only on the viewer, but I do think that we were able to make characters that people do care about and so the reaction um that that comes from it is very indicative of kind of what it is that you don't talk about or what mm-hmm. it is that you um, have a sensitivity around and and it's kind of designed to open up those conversations. Yeah, I think it's really enlightening and it and I do care about all of the characters like so 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 much. Um, do you think um, it holds you like more accountable to yourself, like seeing yourself prey on the show and stuff? Like, does it inspire oh, yeah. you to do it more in real life? Yeah, I mean, it's something that I, is always a part of my life, but, you know, I don't, of course, it, yeah. it, it raises, because I don't want to feel, you know, within myself that I just did this thing for TV, you totally. know, and, and I kind of struggled with it a lot because even praying and doing these things are very private acts, you know, mm-hmm. it's something that you do for yourself and to publicize it you have to weigh what is that going to do to you and, and, and why are you doing that? What are the intentions? And, mm-hmm. and so those are kind of rabbit holes that I went down. But ultimately, I kind of felt like it was important to show it. Yeah. You, know, we, we had, um, you don't want to feel like you're like using. You don't want to feel like you're using it. But, yeah. then, but then it's also, you know, we did a test. Uh, you know, they do test audiences on episodes. And so we like did a test audience for the pilot. Mm-hmm. And the pilot opened up at the mosque when we tested it, it now opens up with a scene in a car mm-hmm. outside with me and my mom, but it had opened up, you know, just in the mosque with people speaking Arabic. And because it was in the mosque and they saw a prayer in Arabic, the test audiences for the first seven minutes thought it was a show about terrorism hmm. just because people were praying and saying Allah. That's insane. That's, that's the framework of yeah. where people are at. And so yeah. it really, you know, I kind of had that, internal debate of man I don't want to like sell this out this is very important to me and all of that Uh um but then what outweighed that was yeah but we you know we we have to be shown doing this as what it actually is which this is a place where you go to a mosque to solve your problems or you pray Uh to you know show thanks and you and, and this is a daily part of dealing with the world uh for these characters and it's not indicative of anything more than that and so um so it, it felt really important to do it. And, and it also simultaneously does make me feel, uh, yeah, absolutely more accountable, yeah. you know, and, and, and um, more accountable to the community that it's portraying, more accountable to uh, myself, my own values. And so it's, um, I, and I think that's what it should do. I think it should raise the bar. It should raise mm-hmm. the bar for conversation. It should raise the bar for creativity and it should raise the bar for um, just integrity in general. Yeah, I mean, I feel held accountable to this podcast but in like in in a in a great way like I think it's really helpful to me that like if I'm having a conversation I'm not necessarily asserting myself or like whether I'm like fucking and not asserting myself like I think back to this podcast I'm like what would the companions think of you right now like you have to practice what you preach yeah like it's important um do you think like since 9-11 have people gotten more understanding of the Muslim experience or do you think like in like as in recent years with all Trump and shit? Yeah, it gets ratcheted up at different times. You know, Mm -hmm. I think there was like a little bit of oddness after 9-11, but almost after 9-11, it kind of felt like, well, that was Bin Laden and Taliban and stuff, you know? Right. But then it's kind of been retooled and turned into 
no, no, this is everybody. You yeah. know, I think it's been, it continues to get repoliticized. It's, it's one of those things that it, in many ways, it's actually the heat is hotter now mm. than, than it was, mm-hmm. you know, almost 20 years ago now, 17, you know, whatever. Um, so it, it, it continues to get, you know, worse. Yeah, it, it just get we keep reengaging with it in in ways that um, you know are then very much bolstered when any small attack happens or mm-hmm. you know et cetera like that kind of thing um, all feeds to the you know to the fire of it. I mean, totally. one of Obama's you know biggest criticisms against him was that he was Muslim. You know what I mean? And right. <laughs> you know that was like a thing where everyone's like, yeah. all the Republicans were like, he's Muslim. Yeah. Also, all the Muslims were like, yeah, he's Muslim. There were uh, people in our own family <laughs> who called him Barack Hussein. Yeah. Yeah. No, but that's what my family would say, too. Oh, but, <laughs> it, but with a different <laughs> it was, connotation. It was a compliment. Yeah. They're yeah. like, Barack Hussein, <laughs> you know, he's us. He's one of us. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hussein, no, well, he's not going to be Muslim. Some <laughs> of the conservatives, I'm not allowed to name them anymore. I get yelled at. Oh, family members? Yeah. Um, you can't be out here naming your family. Just you gotta write characters based on them, and then it's okay. <laughs> I'll write a character named Nanny, but it's not Randy. Nanny. No, Nanny's not the one who said that. <laughs> Sorry, no, Nanny's not the one who said that. You guys, I love Nanny. She's so cute. Everybody love her. Nanny for E. Speaking of Nanny and resting, we have an ad. It's, it's Helix. Helix mattress. Oh, cool. It's just and a- it's- unreal so it's my mattress you can sit on this and they hear i'm coming about it all the time yeah rami's gonna test it out i'm coming it's the best coziest bed take a lie whoa is it nice <laughs> oh my now god I'm cuddling char <laughs> it's like it's the best bed we is this a full size this is a queen it's a queen yeah huh. it's really nice huh I'm, I can't pull my headphones. I'm like off. skeptical of it being a queen. I'm like, huh. <laughs> yeah, why don't you think it's a queen? I guess I do. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I do now. <laughs> no, but it's like the perfect combination of firm and soft. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that sounds cool. I've never slept better in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. Um, huh. Everybody has one too. I have one too. Uh, I'll check it out. Yeah, sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're at my old house and, and you know, you sat on my old bed. It, it was really comfy. This one's even better. Um, they're the most comfortable mattresses. They're specifically matched to you based on your sleep preferences, your weight, your height, all that stuff. If you are in a couple, it'll do that too. Ooh. How do, how does, how does Helix do it so well? You take a sleep quiz online. It's like a, taking a Buzzfeed quiz only with an outcome that you're going to be like, Oh, this is exciting. Now I have this amazing mattress that changes my life. Also, Helix is offering up to $125 off on any orders right now at helixsleep.com slash howcome. Again, that is helixsleep.com slash howcome for $125 off your next order. And you guys, you really want these mattresses. And also, did you know that they will help us if you go? uh, Helix is offering us a little percentage of every mattress order. Um, So you could be funding this podcast while funding your better night's sleep. So again, go to helixsleep.com slash howcome. Fuck you, horn. um, And get a better night's sleep, um, assuming that horn is not outside your window. Again, $125 off your any order helixsleep.com slash how come oh that sounds cool yeah I'll check that out okay cool <laughs> that's such a great ad Rami <laughs> um, a big theme of the show and I think your life too is figuring out if you want to end up with 
a Muslim woman. Yeah. Um, are you actively dating, looking on the sites? I know once you lovingly messaged me and asked if you should direct message Charlotte on Raya. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't because I, I felt nervous. <laughs> yeah. Was, I was really debating it, but I didn't. Well. Um, I'm not at the moment just because of all this stuff. Too busy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but... You know, yeah, it's something you think about in the show. I, yeah, it's it's um, it would be cool. I mean, it would be really cool to mm-hmm. be with someone who is, you know, you don't have to explain yourself right. to. You totally. know, it's, it's kind of kind of amazing on that level. Yeah, like somebody else who's also watched all of Summer Heights High. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> it holds up, by the way. I know. And Lunatics is amazing. Have you? Seen oh no, Lunatics I haven't seen yet? it. No, yeah. but I realized Summer Heights High they pulled it off HBO. Why? Because he made like a new deal or whatever with Netflix or oh. whatever. But the only place you can watch it right now is YouTube. Okay, well. But it's up there. I guys, was trying to watch it. If you haven't watched Summer Heights High, go on YouTube. Check oh, out Chris Lilly. He is the best character actor of our generation. Unreal. Chris, Unreal. if you want to do this show, right. ride in. Meese. <laughs> ride in, Meese. Um, yeah, so that would be cool. It would be cool. But, but also, you know, sometimes there's sometimes culture and faith get mixed up a little bit. And, yeah. And so sometimes you think you're getting into something with somebody because you're like, oh yeah, all the boxes are checked and it's mm-hmm. the same, but it's not. Yeah. Like I feel culturally Jewish, but I wouldn't be like, like, Hey, I'm a real, like I wouldn't present yeah. myself to somebody who wanted to marry a religious Jew and wanted to raise their kids going to Hebrew school every week. Exactly. And so it's, it's, I think the spiritual principle part is important for me, but you know, maybe it doesn't look exactly like, you gotta just you, you. I think you know when you know, and so I don't. I don't want to be close-minded to anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you have a school, like a Hebrew school? Type oh of thing yeah, that you had I went. To to, to? Yeah, we had like a Sunday school. Yeah, that we went to. How long did you have to go for? Every day? I, no, no, just Sundays. I, went on I mean, Sundays. every um, all day Sunday or two yeah, hours. It was like a five-hour thing. Nice. Um, I probably went. Yeah, I went for years. Did you have friends there? Yeah, I had a couple friends there. That's cool. Yeah. And did they transition well into like normal friends too? <laughs> Not just school um, friends? There's like a couple of them. There's like three or four of them that like we're still, mm-hmm. we're still friends. Yeah. 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 So you weren't like the only one. Yeah. Yeah. No, there were a couple. Cool go having to there. go learn. Did you learn how to read? Um, I'm refreshing this year. It's cool. funny because I've been like, I've been trying to text all my family and friends who speak Arabic only in Arabic because I definitely, n- I never really got it down. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm really trying to step it up and I just ordered, uh, the first Harry Potter in Arabic so that I can kind of, like, I kind of wanted to like read my friend Kyle was like, Oh, you got to read. Um, he's like relearning Spanish. And so he was That's like, what Oh, I did. I got the first one in Spanish. You get the first uh, one, right? Yeah. yeah. First yeah. Harry Potter. Yeah. So you just get a book that mm-hmm. you know. That's so funny. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, cool. So you can like get the gist of it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So you like kind of learn the language, but like passively. Almost, I, I used you know? to watch Sailor Moon in Japanese when I was taking Japanese and there you go. Uh, yeah. In high school. <laughs> yeah. And let me tell you, Japanese Sailor Moon is a lot dirtier than American Sailor Moon. Like the way that we dub it, like you think Sailor Mercury and Sailor um, Mars, they're cousins in the American version. Mm-mm, they're girlfriends. Oh, shit. Yeah. And they're like, yeah. That's crazy. And they like talk about hooking up and stuff. It's way better. Damn. Highly no recommend watching in Japanese. Um, I have a question. Sure. So you were saying when it comes to dating someone, you're like, I don't really want to have to explain myself necessarily. 
do you feel like you've had to explain yourself before and like in what way? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just there's certain things with the faith and the culture and, you know, from super basics, like, oh, what does it mean that you're doing Ramadan, right? That's just on one level. And then there's other things that are just when you were raised the same way. I mean, I'm sure you feel it with your Jewish friends where you're yeah. like, oh yeah, you guys get the, I don't even have to, I could just look at you and you're like, yeah, you know how that thing, you know, yeah. there's these little nooks and crannies of nuance. But I'm just as happy as somebody else uses a Yiddish phrase correctly. I'm sure. like, yes. Yeah. And you like bagels? Wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course. Of course. But yeah, you don't always, so it's, but it's, it's not like familiarity and comfort is uh, goal number one. You know, I'm just saying it would be, yeah, it'd be cool. It would be nice and easy. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Yeah. To but, find the perfect person. Sure, but it's it's but it's also tricky to say that that's the standard of perfection, you know? So it's Yeah, cuz there's so yeah. many other factors. There's so many other factors, and that's why it it really ultimately comes down to you just you know when when you know. Mm. Which sounds vague as shit. But No, but that's <laughs> what they say about orgasms too. And it's like the most infuriating or was the most infuriating thing to me to hear when people, I was like, well, maybe I'm having them. Like I have this rash on my chest. I read that happens. Like, no, <laughs> you're not. Like, you'll know, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think people have that with love. And I don't think that there's just one anyway. Like we were talking about this with Fran last week. Like, like there's there could be cycles. Like you, you were saying you could even like fathom getting divorced. Sure. Yeah. Like yeah. it could, there wouldn't could be, be the goal, but yeah, no, but it's somebody yeah, but that it's not, like, I don't, I think the stigma around it is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Your parents are very happy. Did you ever talk to them about like your feelings of guilt and stuff? Like, are they a part of that um, conversation? No, I mean, I think they know from the work they've seen. Yeah, that's <laughs> but, true. But, I think I've talked about it maybe a little bit with my dad. Or like talking about how like they've dealt with it. Like I know it's different because. Yeah, it's just, it's, I mean, it's different. It's different. Yeah, it's a yeah. different thing. Yeah, yeah. It's different times. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the context is totally different. The first time you had sex, how did you feel? Weird. Weird. Yeah, I was like, oh, was that worth it? Oh. Uh, <laughs> it was, it was like, yeah, it was, it wasn't negative. I was just like, mm -hmm. And the first time, like, have you ever actually had a drink or done anything? No, no, I Never. haven't. Okay. No, 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 I have not. Okay. Yeah. So there was no ever feeling of, fuck, that happened, and now I regret that. Yeah, no. I yeah. mean, the thing with, with sex has always, always been like, well, it's at least, at least it's like a human desire. It's a very mm -hmm. human thing. To me, drink th the drinking stuff, I've never had, like, an urge. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no, like, real, yeah. like hunger or thirst for tequila you know sure you know i'm not like oh man like since i was a kid i don't think i've ever i don't want to i just wanted to be like involved yeah yeah exactly it's so social yeah. in a way that i actually don't care about i've never really cared about because you're just naturally social anyway yeah i'm kind of like i'm able to I'm yeah able to operate i don't need to do that yeah if somebody wrote on i don't remember which comic this was but basically that comedy is just being able to socialize at parties sober because <laughs> yeah. like that's what you just yeah. do is like you're yeah. out and you have to talk to people and stuff and yeah hopefully you're not too fucked up so you don't fuck up your set <laughs> yeah um fucking dog. dog the dog it's the most annoying dog on the planet okay so you probably have some you've got great feedback but you also probably have some backlash 
from the community. Sure. Um, do, do you feel pressure that you're like representing basically everyone? Like Charlotte, how many Muslims are there in the world? 1.8 billion. Okay. No, I mean, look, it's, uh, this is a very specific story. Even for Muslims in America, it's very specific. Mm. Most Muslims in America are black and many are South Asian, you know, Arab Muslims. Mm -hmm. It's narrow, you know? And so we're looking at an Arab family in Jersey with one type of guy, Mm -hmm. one type of family one type of friend so it's it's really limited and I, I try to make that really clear and yeah and I don't feel the pressure of having to represent everyone because I mean I, I just don't think you should make things from the mindset of scarcity and like sure. oh man we're never gonna get another show or we're never this yeah. or never that yeah, yeah, yeah it we're gonna have a lot of you know I think with how limited my show is it actually encourages more networks to do mm-hmm. these shows because it shows them oh wait, wait, wait we could do one that is completely from the position of a woman who wears a headscarf yeah. that's never, you know, held hands with a guy. Mm-hmm. If we want to do that story, mm-hmm. you know, that's a story. That's a different story. I would, love, story. To, I would yeah. love to watch that story. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Where the tension is a handhold. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's unreal. Like I'm, I'm so down or, or someone where it's not even, doesn't have anything to do with sex or violence and it's just a different realm, a different story, you know? So there, there's all these um, ways that these stories can be told and, I think to try and do one show that hits all of it or has every character or does whatever, I'm like, what are we making? Am I going to make like yeah. the equivalent of the movie Crash, you know, where I just show like nine storylines <laughs> and, and, and so we can check every box and, this yeah. and it's, you know, that's not. No, you're going to tell the truest. I'm just going to tell the truest thing to me because that's yeah. all I know. I yeah. only know this is. It's the only story I know, you know, totally. and, and, and not again, not that this is like that story is my real life, but these are my thoughts on things. Mm-hmm. You know, these are like ways I've looked at the world and certain things. And so that's that's what I'm qualified to present. Yeah. I also love watching your stand up translate into show format. <laughs> like if anybody's like a real deep cut Rami fan, <laughs> like just watch his stand up and see how it like translates into the. Sh- it's so cool. It's every episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah, it's really fun. Um. I loved also, because I, I, we're talking about the tension of a handhold. Remember on Birthright, how that woman was telling, the Orthodox woman was telling us how she had never even touched her husband, yeah. his hand, until they got married. Wow. Like, That's so cool. It was like... That's so it's, cool. It's like a really crazy... She <laughs> said the nuts. first time that they touched under the chuppah yeah, was, was like, like the most insane. electric thing mm-hmm. ever. And wow. then like once a month, like they don't have sex because like if you're Orthodox Jew, like on your period, you have to like get cleansed and shit. And there's like a, wait, so you only have sex once a month? No, no, no. You have sex a lot, but there's like 10 days days, that you can't and you're not even allowed to like touch the person, but you could talk about what you want to do. Oh, cool. Yeah. And then she's like, every time we like touch again, like it's that like electricity. Yo, everyone should do that. Everyone should take 10 days off and be like, let's just, cause that'll make, that'll make it exciting. It makes it better. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There are definitely people out there listening like, 10 days off like I'm getting that much action yeah like some people are like it's been six months yeah. calm down hilarious um, but I do I thought it's interesting how Jews are depicted on the show yeah. you've got one uncle who hates him right but it, it's interesting because he also works at the Diamond District and kind of speaks a little fondly of the people he works with where he's like well you know they believe in something they have a principle I'm going to mm. help them do business on Shabbat mm-hmm. you know and and I think everyone kind of has a version of that uncle I mean you were talking about the people in your family who would go out of their way to say Barack Hussein yeah you know so it's it, that uncle it's it, he's algebraic 
you know, yeah. okay, maybe he's saying stuff about Jews. Maybe he's saying stuff about Muslims. Maybe he's, yeah. you know, supportive of the KKK. Maybe he's, you know, everyone kind of has that presence in their life. It's yeah. that dude who has money and he's got these thoughts mm-hmm. and he just kind of hangs around, you know, yeah. he lingers. Mm. And, you know, showing him was, uh, was important because I think it'll be something that, we grow from, uh, you know, we grow with that character and we grow with Rami's relationship with him and kind of see, you know, where does that come to a head? And I love that character too, because we all do have, like, it was, it was nice to identify like, oh yeah. Okay. So they're talking about us in this way, but like, so do we, like everybody's doing it. And like, as long as like, you don't have any intention to like hurt anybody massively, like, and try to check yourself and be nicer. But like there, we all have that person. And like most people in the family do have a problem with him. Yeah. Most people have a problem with him. And then also you look at romantically, you know, the Rami character, if he's not dating a Muslim woman, he's dating a Jewish woman. And so Mm -hmm. you kind of see the, um, I mean, we're so close to each other. You know, I've like my closest friendships have always been with my Jewish friends. I think there's something about not celebrating Christmas that's so <laughs> that bonds it's so us. scarring and yeah. bonding, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. oh man, you know. And 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 you just you, when you're a kid and you can't do Christmas is mm-hmm. that's how come felt to me. Like I was missing out on Christmas every day (laughs) but it's it's such a shocking thing to not be able to do christmas when you're like six yeah and then your parents are like no it's just it's corporate propaganda and you're like oh i'm six (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to know about corporate propaganda do you know about the little tree that i drag home when i was younger i do yeah yeah there was a, a christmas tree like on the garbage that somebody had thrown out and i i took it with me and I dragged it home. My mom, we got home. She's like, what are you doing? And I was like, Christmas. We haven't done it. Like everyone else is doing Christmas. She's like, no, we don't do that. I stole ornaments another year because I just wanted to be a part of it. It's brutal. Yeah. And then we had that creepy Christmas weird Christmas tree. Ugh, yeah. Then they took so, it in a direction it had that eyes. was just unnecessary. Yeah. They were like, if you want to do Christmas, we're going to do it scary. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween and Christmas. <laughs> it's brutal. It's fucking brutal. Oh, also, the Times yes. of Israel wrote up a, a little piece on the show. Ooh, what did they say? They said why every Jew should watch Rami. <gasps> Amazing. <laughs> yeah, which, what I appreciated about it was they got what we were trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> there have been like one or two people who who said, you know, hey, why the anti-Semitism or this or that. Mm-hmm. And, but for the most part, you know, and obviously we have Jewish people who wrote on the show. And so Jews and comedy. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> How do you think it got made? You know? um, <laughs> but, you know, for the most part, I think they, they really understood what the goal was yeah. here, which is you don't hide that uncle. You don't hide that thing. You mm-hmm. don't try to portray this idea that there's this, you know, blinding unity that that's what makes a show feel fake. Right. Yeah. Totally. They end it also saying, hopefully someone tackles the concept from a Jewish perspective soon because like no one is telling, I guess, like the Jewish story the way you tell yours. Well, like, no you know? one's, yeah, no one's talking about the practicing element mm-hmm. of yeah, it. Exactly. You know, I mean, I think it's yeah. like you have people who kind of are like, all right, let's do Shabbat or else grandma will cry. You yeah. know, like yeah. there's that storyline, but, but it's like, not where's like the, the yeah. self? Yeah, I want to see that that self introspective, you know, yeah. person really dealing with the faith. You know, yeah. I think um, I, w- I would love to see that from a Jewish perspective. I would, I, I would love to. 
<laughs> my friend Gavin. You know Gavin Matz? Stand up. Mm-hmm. He was so funny. He was like, I want to make your show from the perspective of a Scientologist. And it made me crack <laughs> up so much. I yeah, was like, that, that would, would be, be hilarious. You guys, that's coming to Hulu next fall. <laughs> um, your show was renewed for a second season. Yeah. Very we're doing, exciting. We're doing 10 more. Um, so you guys check it out on Hulu. Can you tell everyone where they can find you on the internet? My name is Rami, R-A-M-Y. That is my Twitter handle. It's my Instagram handle. It's just Rami. Perfect. And the show's on Hulu, all 10 episodes. And you'll be able to catch his HBO special in June. June. So exciting. Um, We have to ask this to all of our guests after a sexual experience, which this has been. Uh, Rami, did you finish? Almost. Okay, well, you can stay. (laughs) (laughs) Charlotte, did you finish? I sure did. did okay, you? great. Well, you can still stay. Thank you. This is my apartment. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm finished. This was great. Um, you can also stay. Thank you. <laughs> Look at that. Um, Rami, thanks for coming. <laughs> I thought today was Ramadan, and so I was just starving in solidarity. It right. turns out it is not Ramadan. It's tomorrow. So tomorrow. let's go get some food. <laughs> so let's go get some food. <laughs> thanks and for we'll having me. we'll see you next time. And how come? See you Bye. next time. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It's not you, it's me. I try so hard to finish honestly. They say you'll know. When you go all the way from A right down to O Oh no I think that I've still got a ways to go Oh oh I'm sick of this and I have got to know How come? How come? How come I can't achieve? How come I can't achieve? I'm rolling up my sleeves. I'm rolling up my sleeves. Oh, baby, I believe these guests can help. Cause I can't do it by myself. I wanna just.